What's up, dads and dudettes? Summer sales bros and summer sales gals. It's your boy Rake here with another fantastic episode of the No Soliciting Experience. Before we get rolling, before we cue the music, before we bring in the next guest, just got to ask you guys for a huge favor. If you guys find value in this episode of the podcast, all I ask is that you share it with somebody, somebody who you feel like may benefit and find value as well. So with that, let's get into it. Cue the music. Yeah, yeah. Don't compare me to employees who hoping they see a check. I'm in a drop top McLaren, just hoping I see an ex. She hoping we reconnect, no chance. I'm trying to be bigger than the Beatles, not whole hands. Keep on throwing stones, I'ma make statues. No face tats, but people got my face tattooed. Freeing the damn by being free as I am. And speaking belief in the people sitting with reason to stand. Who just might be needing a hand. I got you. Welcome back to the No Soliciting Experience. Super excited to have today's guest on. Uh, We've had him on before and just continuously improving uh, from where we were at last year. Um... Him and the boys, you've been seeing me post about them on social media. They are absolutely taking off, providing value, and just teaching door-to-door reps how to fish, right? It's the concept that they're doing. They're teaching them how to become fisher fishermen. Um, Tyler, brother, thank you so much for being on, man. Super grateful to have you on. Uh, do you mind introducing yourself to the people? We have had some new listeners since the last time I had you on. Awesome, bro. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on, Rick. And for those of you who are listening, my name's Tyler Tashiro, and uh, I'm one of the founders and I'm the CEO of Online Door Knockers. So you might have seen our Facebook group uh, online. You might have seen some stuff on Instagram, but we teach door to door reps, managers, and companies how to generate leads online. So we don't generate these leads for you. We teach you how to start filling your calendar uh, with more qualified appointments through Facebook and YouTube ads and some automation on the back end. Awesome. Dude, why? So if, if I were a new rep, why, why look to knock doors online? Why not just knock normal doors, you know? Yeah, no, I mean, I don't think it's one or the other, bro. I think it's both in the beginning. I think it's important to actually knock doors as a new rep, because you actually learn a lot more than just like, the hustle, right? You learn how to communicate with people. You learn how to deal with rejection. You learn a lot of really important life skills, let alone business and sales skills. And so I think it's important, but in the beginning, I think it's also important to start opening your mind to the fact, it's not even an opinion, it's a fact that there are more time efficient ways of generating leads. And in the beginning, you might not have the resources financially to be able to start paying for ads online. But as you start to scale your income on the doors, as you start to make your 5K, 10K, 20K months on the doors um, and see that success, set aside some of that money to dedicate towards marketing, set aside some of that money to dedicate towards paid ads, because we want to create leverage at the end of the day. Um, and here's a topic that I've been, I've been really just pondering on Rick and I want to get your opinion on too, bro. And it's that I feel like there are a lot of people in the D to D space because they are such adamant hustlers. They're such, they're such hard workers, right? They're grinders that they almost wear the lack of leverage in their life and business as a badge of honor. It's almost like they're proud that they don't have anything automated and they're proud that they don't have anything really that leveraged because it shows everybody that they're willing to work harder. What do you think? 
I do, yes. Um, <clears throat> this is almost like a sense of like overly stoicism in door to door, like the ability, like it's a badge to be like, well, for example, right? Rather than saving a solar deal, it's not worth the headache. It's not worth the stress. People are like, I'll just go generate more business. I'll go make another sale, mm. right? When you can easily just have systems and leverage what you have to save a deal and still make and still go close another one. Why right. sell for one when you can have both? Exactly. And that's kind of like our method in the beginning. So we often like speak to people and we coach, we coach a lot of people for free every week in our free group, right? But we also obviously have uh, a client base that we coach every week as well. And something common that you'll hear us tell each of these groups is that we don't recommend you stop knocking doors until you can fully replace your knocking income with online lead generation. And so in the beginning, when you first start out, it's going to be 100% of your income coming from the doors and 0% coming from online leads because you're just getting started. Mm -hmm. But maybe you start to shift that. And maybe in a couple of weeks, it's 90-10. Maybe it's 80-20 in a month. Maybe in three months, it's 50-50. And then maybe in six months from now, you have the opportunity to go, okay, I'm making enough money and leads to where I don't have to go knock doors. And in fact, it might cost me money to be on the doors instead of being working on new ads, working on new ways to generate new leads for my business, smoothing out the back end to where I'm guaranteed to get more referrals from customers because how I'm taking care of them, because of what I'm doing past the point of sale, right? The things that aren't really often talked about or taught in this industry, I think those are the things that if you begin to shore them up, you will see your income rise by 20, 30, 50, 100% this year without having to scale your effort. That's the thing here. Like we want to bring the idea of time freedom and leverage into the door-to-door -door space. And I think Rick, that's the reason why it's taken us uh, a little bit of time, about a year or so to get going and to, to, to gain a following of sorts, right? In this space. Mm -hmm. And it's because we didn't come into this industry with your typical uh, coaching or program that just teaches you sales, right? Mm -hmm. We came in here and we disrupted an industry. We, we are disrupting an industry that thinks all I can do is work harder to make more money. I just have to hustle. I need to recruit more reps. I need to hit more doors. I need to, you know what I mean? And like everything's based on them hustling. And we're telling this industry, we're telling these people, you don't necessarily need to do that. In fact, if you thought about your business holistically, you'd probably realize, realize that there is more leverage available for you right now. And whether that be leverage in the sense of systems and automation, like text and email campaigns, something that is very simple to set up. But once it's set up, you can start feeding hundreds or thousands of leads, whether they be generated online or on the doors through this pipeline. And they'll be hit with texts and emails through every stage of the pipeline, getting them to sit appointments, getting them to, if they miss an appointment, reschedule, getting them if they purchased to leave you a review or to give you referrals, right? Like systems and automation are huge because then you don't have to spend time thinking about it or doing it. Instead, you can think about or do the thing that's going to add to your business. And so if you're cool with it, bro, I want to describe one more thing. And I think it's a big, go piece for it. of, it's a big piece of wisdom that I've learned uh, a lot deeper in the last few years. And if I can just share this with even one person who takes this seriously, it's going to be worth it. Mm -hmm. And it's when you're looking to grow, let's just say right now you're making $5,000 a month, right? You're working in pest alarms, solar roofing, whatever it may be. You're making five grand a month and you want to make it to 10 grand a month. 
for the reasons of, oh, doubling my income would be great. It'd give me more lifestyle freedom. Maybe I take nicer trips. I get to live in a nicer place, mm -hmm. drive a nicer car, whatever it may be, right? Five to 10. It's pretty tough when you're already working at max capacity or what you feel like is max capacity to double your income, right? If you're already hitting the doors hard, if you're already grinding, in order to double your income, that really takes a quantum leap. It takes a big shift. It doesn't take just like trying harder or trying to up your closing percentage. Like that's usually not enough. And so when people think about growth, typically they stop at thinking about the number that they want to hit. They stop and they go, okay, well, in order to hit 10K, I need to hit double the amount of doors, either that or at least hit more doors and up my closing percentage and whatever, right? And they're thinking like surface level. What I want to do is I want to help you guys to think 10 layers deep instead of just on that first layer. So if you start to peel the onion of sorts back and you realize that growth has to do with your foundation, your roots, your infrastructure, and then you're able to build a massive skyscraper on top. If you look at it from the big picture, you might realize that instead of hitting more doors this month, instead of trying to up your closing percentage 10% this month, it might be just as or more worth it for you to take a step back and in those hours that you'd be knocking more doors, begin to set up better infrastructure for your business. Mm -hmm. Instead of knocking more doors, what if you just spent 10 hours this week writing emails and texts for your automated campaign so that every time a lead gets generated, you know no matter what, they're going to be hit. And even if the message isn't perfect, at least they're getting hit. And what if you spent 10 hours next week, instead of knocking more doors into writing your first few ads and getting them live and just seeing what the market says and trying to learn from that, right? Because if you can begin to spend your time on leverage, and if you can begin to spend your time on the roots of your business, right? If you look at a tree, the only reason why the tree is 50 feet tall is because it has roots 50 feet deep that intertwine it into the soil, that pull nutrients, that literally allow it to withstand 100 mile an hour winds and earthquakes. This tree will be here longer than you or I, Rick. And the reason for that is because its roots are so intertwined and deeply integrated into the ground that no matter the conditions above, it's going to be stable. Whereas you as a business owner, you can reach high income. But unless you have the stability, the proper foundation, the roots, the systems, the automation, right, the back end, in order to grow to that height, you will surely fall. There's going to be a season of hard winds, of hard rain, of an earthquake that comes through. And if your infrastructure is not set up right, you're going to break. And so, like I said, how can we start to begin to think about our infrastructure a little bit more? And that's how I think these more of these reps across the, the, the industries in this space are going to win, bro. It's we got to start thinking bigger picture and business owner instead of just sales rep. I agree. It just comes down to taking ownership of it, you know, um, just it, I'm just fascinated by it, bro, because it's it's so many people. They just simply identify as a rep. And for example, right, one of the things that, that I saw last year is I had four cancels out of all my 200 pest control accounts. Wow, right? bro. Which is, but my sales of service was crap, being that we're selling in the middle of a pandemic, whatever it may be, that, that stuff between sale and service, there a lot can happen. But after they were serviced, only four canceled. And I would like to attribute that to the fact that I took ownership of it. 
right? Like, mm. this is my service. These are my customers. These are my people, right? I implemented RepCard. I implemented a few things that just made it super simple for people to follow up with me and for me to follow up with them, mm. right? Um, but that's just what it comes down to is just taking ownership. Like, this is your progress. You mm-hmm. are, yes, right now are a sales rep. However long you decide to stay in door-to-door, if you can implement systems that level you up, this is applicable in every facet of life, mm-hmm. whether it's, it is door-to-door, whether it is your career that you end up being in, you know, but these are skill sets that can be implemented far beyond door-to-door and can level you up way, way higher. Mm-hmm. And it's not, it's not only a skill set, bro. It's also a mindset. When people, when you're looking for growth in areas of your life, you have to be able to look 10 layers deep. You can't just look at the surface level, right? If you're on a goal of like trying to gain 20 pounds of muscle in the next year, you can't just go surface level. Okay, I'm going to go lift in the gym. Mm-hmm. I just got to go lift, right? You have to take a look at your supplementation, at your nutrition, at your sleep and rest. You have to play all the factors into account. And imagine somebody who tries to gain 20 pounds of muscle this year who doesn't have any of their foundation set up. They don't do the right nutrition. They don't have the right supplementation. They don't sleep or rest very well. And they go through this entire year and their only goal is to hit the gym, hit the gym, hit the gym, hit the gym. And then you compare that to somebody else who hits the gym all the time as well, but they actually care about the foundation. They deliberately think, what is my nutrition? What is my supplementation? How do I rest and recover? And when you compare these two, even though they're both hitting the gym, hitting the gym, hitting the gym, even though you as a rep and another person who might be an online door knocker are hitting the doors, hitting the doors, hitting the doors, what part of your foundation sets you apart? Because the person who supplements, the person who has the right nutrition, the person who has the right rest and recovery is surely to grow at a faster, more sustainable, healthier rate than the person who just focuses on going to the gym. Right. And so you take a look at reps in this industry, man. And I just think as human beings, like it's a good life lesson to look around and go, okay, uh, what do I want? And do I have what it takes to get there? I, I made a post today on Instagram that was basically just about the idea of the sequence of being, then doing, then having. But most people try to skip the first part and just try to do the do part and then try to rush the half part, right? Mm -hmm. And most people have heard this, right? So this is, you know, preaching to the choir a little bit for some, but for those that you don't, what this this means is you have to first become the person who is capable of achieving these results. You look at some of your idols in this industry, you look at someone like Rick, who's killing it, crushing a bunch of accounts, a couple different industries, you know, I mean, build a legitimate brand with like, a lot, a lot, a lot of potential in the next few years and beyond. And you compare him to yourself and you might not see the actual differences. You might only see the income difference or the influence difference. You don't see that Rick is putting in early mornings, late nights, on phone calls all day. You don't see him working out twice a day, making sure that his nutrition's on point, making sure that his mind is on point, literally doing things on the weekend while other people are chilling and hanging out. You don't see the foundation. Mm-hmm. You only are comparing the height. And so when you're doing this, a healthy way of stacking up 
your chips against someone else's if you ever do that, which is never usually a great case. Because a lot of the times we're playing a different game. Like mm-hmm. the game of comparison is stupid because you and the person you're comparing to aren't typically even playing the same game. You guys don't even have the same goals, the same aspirations, the same end results. And so why would you ever compare yourselves? You're not even on the same path. But anyway, if you compare yourself to other people, the issue with that is that you aren't giving yourself enough runway to understand what it actually takes to get there. All you're looking at is Rick. You're not seeing the years and years of consistency and development that it's taken Rick to become the person that he is, right? And I'm just using Rick as an example. Like you guys have other people as well in your lives who are influences and maybe you're just not giving them enough credit for the work that they've put in. And you're not acknowledging maybe the length of work that needs to happen for you in your life to get to where you need to be. Guys, a couple of years ago, if you spoke to me, you probably meet a 10x jaded version of myself today. And here's why. A couple of years ago, I thought that I had deserved a lot more than I had. I had spent the last five, six years grinding, grinding days, nights, weekends, only to end up in a position where I was like, dude, I could work at any, like, as a, a, you know, in a company and make this much money. Like, why am I, you know what I mean? I can get a normal job and make this much money. Why am I working this hard? Like I began to become jaded and almost frustrated. And, and what's, what's shitty and uh, immature is that I was frustrated at myself. Yes. But I was also frustrated just at how the cards played out instead of being proactive. I was more frustrated. And what happened was it took a lot of reflection and just, realizing that I was the common denominator of everything. And so obviously this is on me. And I begun to actually do what got me to the dance again, right? I begun to actually do my morning routine. I begun to actually stay consistent when it came to development through podcasts, reading courses, mentors, all of that. I begun to reignite the passion for just more. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, Rick, you could probably attest to this, uh, especially, you know, as your income has risen over the years, Mm -hmm. like money is not the thing that makes us happy, bro. Fulfillment, like money is just a means to buy things. That's it. It's a means of transaction, bro. What makes us happy is this. What makes us happy is the feeling of achievement, right? Mm -hmm. Like you and I, we can relate on this, bro. What we feel after a good month or after a big and record-breaking month is not the fact that like, sure, money hitting the account feels good, obviously, but what feels good, what feels better? What feels better is the fucking feeling of, holy shit, I fucking told myself I was going to do this and I didn't bitch out. I fucking did it. You know what I mean? And so I think the more of that that we can get, the more inward that we can look point being, bro, I, I think that's been one of the bigger keys for me in the last few years of development is just I've really taken total ownership over this shit. And uh, I committed to getting to the level, even if I didn't see the results for a decade, I didn't freaking care. I committed to getting to that level mentally, physically, just spiritually, personally, and to sticking to it. And bro, like, as you know, we're coming off our biggest week ever. We're helping the most clients. Like our clients are winning at a whole new level at online door knockers. We just did the biggest week of business we've ever done. And bro, like I can tell you and I can attest over and over, this only happened because we've been putting in work for weeks, months, and years to get us to this position consistently without results to see this, bro. And it's it's incredible, dude. Dude, that's exactly it. It's, it's, the, it's the lag effect. You know, this is something that like, uh, me and Coda talk about all the time. It's consistently putting in the efforts. And 
I actually just had this conversation with a rep um, on my team uh, literally yesterday. It, sometimes the results don't come right away. It's knowing what you want, knowing who you want to become. And this is exactly how I laid it out for him. I'm like, dude, you want to do this, you want to do this, you want to do that. But more importantly, who is the person you want to become that does all this? Mm. And he was telling me, well, I want to get married. I want to, you know, propose to my, to my girl this year. I'm like, perfect. You need to figure out who the person that's going to, who you need to be to propose to her. And you need to figure out who you need to be that takes you past the proposal, takes you into marriage, takes you into building the life that you want with her, right? Mm. What do you think they would do in your situation right now? And mm. just start doing that. That's a powerful question, bro. I think uh, one of one of my late mentors, his name's Mark Overson. You've heard me talk about him before. Yeah. One of the questions that he used to ask himself while he was doing any deals, like I remember in 2017, maybe 2016, he was in the midst of the of a deal with the NFL. The NFL was hiring him on to do uh, to consult over one of their divisions that basically promotes youth sports, right? And so um, they were towards the end of the negotiation. Uh, of, of the deal. And Mark said, guys, let me get an answer to you to buy tomorrow. I'm going to go uh, speak with my consultant over this and just see what they think. He hangs up their phone, the, the phone, he looks over at me and he goes, he smiles and he goes, you know who my consultant is? And to me, I never heard about this person that he's consulting over this deal ever. And so I was like, no, who? And he goes, me, <laughs> he goes, my higher self, there's the bigger version of Mark who is playing at a way bigger version than this version that you're looking at right now. I'm going to request that this guy looks on this project, right? Because there's always the higher version of you and the lower version of you. And we battle against that every freaking day. The higher version of you wants you to go to the gym at six in the morning. The lower version of you wants you to push snooze. The higher version of you wants you to eat well. The lower version of you wants you to eat shitty. Oh. The higher version of you wants to look inward and go, what the fuck do I need to do to become better, to become the person that can achieve the goals that I want? And the lower version of you combats that. And he says, no, you're already that. You aren't achieving because you got unlucky. You aren't achieving because of these circumstances. You aren't achieving because you grew up with you know, poor parents. You aren't achieving because your friend circle is not where they need to be. And you know, if you had this, then you would have that. The lower version of you is trying to anchor you to your current life as much as they can. They are going to try to pull you down every time you try to go up. Every time you try to level up, that shitty lower version of yourself is literally going to try to, try to grab your ankle and pull you back down. And it is up to you to listen to the higher version of yourself in that moment and go, no, it is time to grow. Get the fuck off my leg. I need to go. It's time to grow. And this is the battle that we have with ourselves every single day. One of the things that you'll hear Coda, myself, and the rest of our team say all the time is we do not own any of this. We rent it. We earn it mm -hmm. every day. It doesn't matter what happened yesterday, nor does it matter what will happen tomorrow. The only thing that matters is showing up right now. Okay. And so, bro, I think, I think we've shared a couple of just like key mentalities and mindsets, just shifts. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, we could share sales tactics and sure, like you and I have both done our fair share of sales. We could share marketing strategies. We've both done our fair share of marketing. Like we could do that, but like, this is the stuff. This is the juice. Yeah. Really, it's not about those things. Those things are just the technicals. You can learn that in a course program on YouTube, Google, hire somebody, whatever. Mm -hmm. You can learn all of that. Anybody can. 
The stuff that matters are the thoughts that go between your head, between you and you, not the things that you portray on social media, not the things that you share with your family and friends, the conversations you have with you, what Rick, who, what the conversations Rick has with Rick, who I have with myself, right? When you listen to this, how do you feel when your head, head hits the pillow? That's the only thing that matters. And, and I think if more of us focus on leveling up, everything will catch up. All the results that we want will come. Exactly. Dude, that's what it is. It's just about what it is, bro. It's it's as simple as that. And that's, I mean, simple, but hard. Very, very dude. I actually learned, I've been doing, I can't remember if I talked with one of you guys or somebody, but I think people need to stop changing and stop using the word easy. I think simple is the better word for me. And I've caught myself doing this so many times. It's like when people are like, oh, you know, like sales are, you know, easy for you. I'm like, no, Mm -hmm. sales are not easy for me. Sales Mm -hmm. are simple because the process, the sales process is simple. What I say varies per person, but in theory, it's simple. I just don't do it, which makes it hard. Rick, who who taught you that, or did you come up with that, dude? I I can't remember, dude. Okay, but it was because... I've been literally changing that vernacular, that word. I've been trying to get easy out of my vocabulary because it's mm. not easy. So if Bro. it were easy, I'd be doing it every every freaking day of my life. It's simple. Mm. The reason it becomes hard, or the reason I don't do it, is because it is hard. Bro, you that is so nuanced here, and it's funny is. That exact vernacular, that exact example was something that I was taught to, uh, taught uh, by my jujitsu coach. Yeah. After the end of a move, he goes, is this easy? I go, no, but it's simple, right? It's not easy because it's going to take 10,000 reps to be able to do this, right? It's going to take a lot of practice, trial and error, mm-hmm. but it is simple. What we're doing is simple. It's not easy. And for you, here's the, here, here's the difference. Sales, not easy. Simple though, because you have thousands and thousands and thousands of hours and reps put into this to get good. It's not easy. It's hard as fuck, but it's easy for, it feels easy to you because of the simplicity. Because when you first started and it was hard, you had so many different ideas of what it should or could be. And now that you've had all these reps, you know what it is. And what it is, is it's a simple formula. It's helping people out. It's pushing on pain. It's bringing people to pleasure. And it's helping them find a solution. And that's it. And uh, this is great vernacular to change, bro, especially in this world. Because when people go, is it, is it, is it easy? You can't say yes, because that'd be messed up. Because <laughs> it's not. You're going to lie to them, right? Like, is what you do easy? No, it's not. But it can be simple if you're willing to learn, if you're willing to take those steps. So, bro, I, I just think that's so that's so cool how, how you just said that. I've never heard anyone say that other than, uh, my jujitsu coach and you. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's because <laughs> in, in, in theory, again, in theory, it is. It's what happens between X and this, this is actually another thing from um, from door to door fest. Uh, Ian Wen talked about his favorite quote being and I'm, I'm going to butcher it, but what happens between external fat, external stimuli and how you react to that? is where you can find the key to happiness. In theory, Mm. it is simple, but what happens, right? Mike Tyson, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. Mm. 
in theory, you knock the door, it's super simple, you know what to say, but as soon as they respond with their energy, with what whatever comes your way, then it becomes hard. Mm. But in theory, it's simple. You just say a few things in specific order and it should be done. Mm-hmm. And it becomes hard. Why? Because of ego, because we feel like we should and then fill in the blank. We feel like we deserve and then we fill in the blank. And we allow this ego to stand in the way from progress a lot of the times, right? We allow ego to allow us and manipulate us into thinking what we should have versus what we do have. I think one of the most important things um, to be as a person, not just as an entrepreneur, not just as a salesperson in D2D, but just as a person, is a person who is in tune with reality, not what they want, not what they think, not what they hope, but what is. Because once you can actually understand unbiasedly what is, you can actually progress to the next level. But so many people live in a fantasy land. They pretend that they're one way, but they're not. They portray one thing, but they aren't. And this struggle between what is and what isn't, this conflict in their own mind, between what they portray and who they really are. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's something that's eating them alive on the inside. And, and I think at the end of the day, like, like we're talking about during this episode, bro, getting true with yourself and upgrading yourself is truly the only way to level up. Like you, you can pretend to be all that you want. And at the end of the day, what really matters is who you actually are. And that's going to show up throughout your entire life. You know what I mean? Like so many people think they have business problems. You got personal problems that show up in your business. We've all heard that, right? Like you think you have a marketing problem. No, you have a communication problem. You don't know how to communicate with people. You're bad at that. You got to learn. You got to get better. You think that you have a sales problem. You have a transparency, transparency and integrity problem. You don't have belief in your product or you don't know, you don't know how to solve people's problems, right? It's typically yeah. falling under one of the simple categories. You think that you have all these problems in your business. You think that you have an appointment show up rate, right? You're like, oh man, my, my people are canceling, dude. It's not your people. It's you. You have an issue that's showing up in your appointments. A lot of the times, the people that we speak to with the most flaky appointments, guess what they are, Rick? They're Mm -hmm. flaky people. Their flakiness shows up in their own appointments. We have people that we speak to who are like, dang, I can't, you know what I mean? Like I'm struggling with, uh, with actually getting solar install. Like I have customers that are canceling between cancellation install. They don't have an installation issue. They don't have a fulfillment issue. They have a personal problem of seeing things through and it's showing up in their business. Oh, how you do one thing is how you do everything. And sales is just a transfer of emotions. Whatever emotions you have, you're transferring those over to your buyer. That's it, bro. And we all have our set of issues that we're consistently trying to deal with each day we battle our own demons and the more that we can get truthful and live in reality and what is and explore what those are and the more we can get help we search for coaching mentorship friendship just community who will teach us how to become better in those areas that we're not very good in the easier it is to upgrade and when we upgrade like this bro that's when we see the quantum leap that's when we see people going from struggling to killing it. It's because they fixed a lot of the internal. They fixed the internal dialogue, the conversation between themselves, b- between them and themselves. They fix a lot of the, uh, the ego. 
the issue that's standing in the way of you actually solving your problems. They, they fix a lot of that. They take accountability. And then the people that don't, we still sometimes see them make money, but their reign is never long. We know people, we know so many people who made great money in their 20s and 30s and are broke in their 40s and 50s and 60s. We know a ton of people who struggled in their 20s and 30s who were filthy rich in their 40s and 50s and 60s. So at the end of the day, we're playing the longevity game, right? You and I don't want to do this well just to live a good 10 years and then struggle. We want to do this well, one time, yeah. through and through, cross the T's, dot the I's. And make sure that when we come out at the back end of this thing, we're way better for real, not yeah. just money, but everything. You and I are better people. We're upgraded. And at the end of the day, our, our to the, today, the, the Rick and Tyler today would destroy the Rick and Tyler of this time last year, whenever oh, we yeah. did this podcast, it wouldn't even be close. We would obliterate them. And the Rick and Tyler from this time next year, 2022 would absolutely obliterate today's version that's the goal mm -hmm. our goal is not to compare against others our goal is simply just to compare to our potential and rick if you're like me bro i know i'm just scratching my potential yeah i'm just barely touching it and yeah. so my job each and every day is to unlock more of that to see how much more i can give to see how much more i can i can level up and as long as i'm just comparing myself to my potential that's all i need to be doing bro we're just focusing inward we're, we're doing it deeper and deeper Dude, I freaking love that, bro. That's absolutely true. Dude, and it's, I literally, dude, literally was just listening to uh, Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey. <clears throat> and I think that's, that's when I started to think about like who I'm becoming or who mm -hmm. I want to become and what they would do is by, he's like, I'm always chasing myself five years in the future. That's one. Mm, wow. Wow. So if that's you, a really if, great way to look so at it. So if, if for a, a lot of us, right, we got to figure out as much as I love wise, it's very superficial. It's who you want to become and who you are becoming. Hmm. That's one of the things that I learned from Boomer is, is he, again, Boomer helped me started to start to realize a change in my vernacular because how you say things, that's how you internalize it, Right by saying I'm fat. Now, if, if you really want to get to the finite of it, you are in, imprinting into your DNA, into the very base of who we are, that you are fat and you believe it, mm -hmm. right? Mm. Versus like, I told him like who I am and who, who, I, who I want to become. He's like, no, Rick, it's you are becoming and you are continuously becoming a new person of yourself. And at that point, dude, everything fucking clicked. It's like, mm. I'm chasing myself. What would I do? Like, if I'm chasing myself five years in the future, what would myself five years in the future do in, in this situation? Mm. How would they act? How would they respond? What would, would they you know what I mean? Yeah. How would they be thinking about it? That's one of the most important facets. You have to go into the higher version of yourself and think, how would I think about this? Because as we combat ourselves right now and our lower version of ourselves, who's trying to make us stay the same and stay in comfort and everything's okay. And you might as well just chill and take the day off or whatever. We are going to find what the truth is. And the truth typically lies within the higher self, right? We're, we're looking at the best potential out, outcome and way to analyze the situation. And 
the, the number one paid skill in the world today, Rick, is critical thinking, the ability to critically think, the ability to solve a problem, the ability to dissect something that most people might crumble under because of the weight, because of the pressure, and be able to solve it. That is the highest paid skill in the world because every other skill is de derived from that. It's from critical thinking. And like you said, it's it, words have a big imprinting. That's something that Boomer and I learned as well as Coda at a deep level from our mentor, Mark. I remember he used to, one time in like, it might've been 2014, uh, I was going through something and I said, oh man, like I freaking suck at whatever. And Mark looked at me and he said, Tyler, don't you ever effing ever say you suck at anything in front of me ever again. I will never allow it. I don't, I can't control what you say to yourself behind closed doors. But in front of me, you'll never say that about yourself. You never talk down about yourself ever again. And it's a powerful thing because like you said, Rick, a lot of what we do and a lot of what we say and a lot of what we believe imprints into us, right? You see so many people grow up and just something as little as, oh man, I'm so unlucky. You hear people say that all the time. Oh man, I'm so unlucky. My luck, this is just my luck. And you are literally imprinting you are an unlucky person you know what i do i'm fucking lucky everything works out in my favor oh my god i cannot believe all the time i'm saying this i cannot believe how this has worked out i am so freaking lucky i'm so grateful because at the end of the day no matter what's right or what's wrong what you believe typically ends coming true it, it comes true right and so like this is a big thing um, just in general, in my opinion, it's something that I've really learned in the last 12 months. And this thought is not deep enough yet for me to go like in depth. But when it is, I'm like, I'd love to do a podcast episode uh, about this, this thought, because it, it's like, it's impacting me so much, bro. And the thought is, how much, how, how much capacity, like how much weight comes with your the choices of what you believe in, right? Because if you have the choice to believe in one way or the other, and you as the human being, no matter what's right or what's wrong, quote unquote, right? No matter what's quote unquote real or what's not, if you have the choice to choose how you believe about a situation, a scenario, a principle, whatever it may be, why not choose to believe the thing that benefits you the most? Okay. Without going controversial, let me give you an example. We're going to go quick. If you believe in a higher power or God or not. The reality is nobody knows. So in my opinion, why not believe that there is something more to life than just this little blippet of time that you get to live? Mm -hmm. Does it serve you to believe less? Does it serve you to believe that there is nothing after this, that your life literally holds no purpose. It doesn't carry over into anything. Your family before you is nothing. It's they're done. Or does it serve you more to believe that your impact is meaningful and you have people that may not physically be around still, still impacting you still, you feel their presence a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. Like the people that you care about, like what serves you? Because why on earth would you believe and something that doesn't serve you when you have the choice. Yeah. You get me? If you, I, if, I you if you look mean. in the mirror, if you look in the mirror and you think to yourself and you believe my metabolism is so slow, I have been cursed with the slow metabolism. 
That is your choice to believe that. But at the end of the day, when you get to choose your belief, whether it be a little slower than someone else's, we that the metabolism is not what is going to prevent you from getting to your goals, right? That is just going to be a small factor that varies from person to person. But whether you believe it is slow or believe it is fast, whether you believe you are something or are not, why not choose the better path? Right. So many people in this life are pessimists. They are cup half empty people. I come from a family who have a couple of people like that. And it's tough because I love these people to death, but I can't spend very much time with them because their energy is draining. They suck the life out of me. And it's because no matter what good or bad's going on, they're viewing it cup half empty. They're viewing it with a fearful mindset. They're they aren't abundantly thinking. And at the end of the day, It has been so conditioned, Rick, and this is full circle, bro. They've been believing it for so long. I'm unlucky. The world is against me. My cup is half empty. Uh, Opportunities don't work out for me. I'm not enough. I wish I could be the person that does this. I wish I was the person that did that. They choose to believe all these things. And whether they do it for a couple of years or unfortunately for some people, they do it for 10 years and then they do it for 20 years. And then they do it for 30 years. And by the time they reach their 50s and 60s, they've ingrained so deeply something that they got to choose to believe or not. They literally chose the path of believing Mm -hmm. that they can't Mm -hmm. for 30 years straight. And at Mm -hmm. the end of their life, they go, what the F? Why not me? And it's because you chose. Yep. Exactly. They chose it. And the roots were deep. Those roots were deep, man. That's sad, right? It's some serious shit, bro. Like, I've been thinking about that a lot. Like, now we get to choose so much. And why the fuck not choose the better path that serves you more? Why on earth would you choose to believe anything else? Exactly. It's what happens from there. There, dude, there's a small, there's a small little space between outside factors, outside stimuli, and how we react to it. Mm. It's how we choose to react. And this was taught by a three-time Holocaust survivor, right? I'm going to do my research and I'm going to find out exactly who he is and exactly how how he put this out. Mm. But three-time Holocaust survivor. Wow. Learning and teaching turned turned psychologists and taught people how to cope with what had happened right after the Holocaust, right? You people during the Holocaust had every right to be pissed every freaking right to be pissed but instead he taught people look it's it's how you react to that Mm. that will yield your happiness moving past moving forward Mm. you know things like that rick are really important in my uh, opinion regarding perspective yeah perspective is really important because when you put things into the right lens, when you view it optically from the right position, your problems feel small. Like you give yeah. this example of this Holocaust survivor turned psychologist who probably impacted hundreds and thousands of people mm-hmm. with the way of their thinking through the worst time, one of the worst times in the history of human beings, right? And if they can do it, what kind of, I mean, like it makes our problems today feel small. Do you know what I mean? Like we have nothing that we're dealing with today compared to what what they deal with. And um, 
this is something that I think is really important. Like for all of us, even though we aren't living in the 1930s during the Holocaust or in 1940s during the Holocaust, even though we aren't um, physically having to go through that, if you're listening to this podcast today, that means you have internet. That means you probably have a roof over your head when you go to sleep tonight. You probably have an iPhone or an Android in your hand as we talk, as we, as, as we talk right now. You probably have food on your table. And if that's you, you're luckier than like 80% of the entire world, 70% of the entire world right now who is struggling. There are people literally today who can't find fresh water and, and food to eat. And that is their mission today. Our mission is what? Nothing compared to that. We have it easy compared to that. And in fact, each of us don't have to go further past one or two generations of our family to realize way more hardship than we've ever dealt with. And so if you think you're growing up or if you think you're going through hard times right now, think about a couple generations before you, because I'm sure they went through much, much more difficult times. My, my dad's parents grew, grew up dirt broke in Hawaii and moved to California in the 30s for just a better life, more opportunity. And um, my grandpa literally grew up digging food out of uh, trash cans in the back of supermarkets just to eat, just to be able to get by. And he came here and created a little life for him and his family. And by the time he was 45, was retired and living happy and all this. But point being is like, if I compare my struggles today, which in sometimes in some moments feel immense, they feel crushing or they can. Mm -hmm. And I compare it to what he went through just two generations before me. It's nothing. My grandpa didn't have shoes growing up. You know what I mean? Like it, it's nothing. And so it's really important to have that perspective, Rick, because it puts things into their place. It puts our hardships into their place. It real it makes us realize that even though it feels tough, like we got this. It's yeah. not a big deal. It's it's not a big deal. And here's also the thing is the hardships going back to another another quote that I heard is that pressure is a privilege. Like it, it only gets tougher as you start to do more, mm. right? And in, in, in the religious aspect, um, growing up LDS, I was taught that there's adversity in everything. Mm. There's opposition in everything. So Newton's law of physics is for every action, there's an equal reaction. If you're pushing for something and it's big, the level of opposition to achieve that is just as big as however big your goal is preach rick there is a balance life is life is balanced you take a look at nature it's about balance you take a look at business it's about balance you take a look at relationships it's about balance and when when you set a high goal when you set a high target but you expect low opposition when you expect things to go smooth, when you expect not to have problems, those false expectations are what lead people to quit. If they set up proper expectations out of the gate, if they go, okay, my goal is a million a year, and knowing that my goal is a million a year, I know I'm going to have to drudge through a lot of bullshit to get there because people who make 50K a year have to drudge through bullshit to make 50K a year. So imagine what 20X that money is going to take. Mm -hmm. If you set up that proper expectation, you wouldn't quit when things got hard and really tough along the way because yeah. you just realize, okay, I need to be able to cope with about 20x what someone making 50k will cope with. And that that expectation will lead you to be able to solve problems when you get there versus most people have lofty high goals, but such a low willingness 
to deal with problems and bullshit along the way that they quit. And instead of expanding their capability and their capacity to meet the level of their vision, they decrease the level of their vision. They decrease their goals to meet their current capacity. And it's the wrong trade. Exactly. Man, so much perspective, bro. That, that's what we lack. Guys, if there's anything from this, it's perspective. And I think the more like a lot of this stuff, like Rick, Rick, you and I've been studying this stuff for a long time. So some of it seems like it's just very ingrained. And so even if you're not feeling this way, listening to the show today, like know that this is learned. This isn't born. Rick, Rick and I weren't born with a mindset like this. We, no, we literally not, not learned, learned this, right? And so you guys have the opportunity to do the same. It's important to be around the right people. A lot of, a lot of us, what it takes to get to the next level is it literally just takes ditching, in a sense, the five to 10 people right now that you hang out with the most and gaining five to 10 new influences that we hang out with. Yes, that. It might just take that. For some of us, we're going to have an epiphany, a big aha moment that happens in the next six to 12 months. And it's going to happen because of something internal that we deal with. And after that gets dealt with, we are going to succeed at a much bigger level than we ever have before. And it's not because you learned a new strategy. It's not because you learned a new trick or something. It's simply because you solved the big piece of the puzzle that's been holding you back. You know what I mean? You went internal to find the external, that the issues that are going on in your life are, are really happening because of the issues that you have as a person. And so uh, the goal, bro, I mean, is, is, is to level up, right? I mean, at the end of the day, we talk about this all the time. And I, this is the theme of this episode at the very least, but the theme of your show. And it, it's really just like growing. It's getting growing. to the next level. You know what I mean? And so um, I'm excited for this year, bro. I'm excited for the opportunity every day. One, the first thing that I say to myself when I get out of bed, I'm, I'm dead serious. Every day, as I, as I literally say, I'm so grateful for another opportunity to give this my all. And even if I don't feel very good, I'm still going to give it my all because today I have this opportunity and it's not guaranteed tomorrow. Um, so I'm going to make use of it today. Dude, there we freaking go. I feel like we can go off on a tangent on mornings. Hmm. And the power behind the mornings, dude. <laughs> Man, for real. I mean, what's what's your routine look like? Like, what's the first, you know, hour or so? So the first thing I do is I get up, I go to, dude, this, this week has been rough. I'm going to be 100% honest. Traveling back from Dallas, starting to knock, just things not being ready how they mm -hmm. normally are, I have to adjust a lot. So normally it's wake up quick prayer, um, gym, water. Like that's kind of, and then just bringing in, I've, I've started to get away from my phone in the mornings as much as mm -hmm. I can, just to kind of help me center myself too. Cause at this point, and you, you're probably in the same boat, dude. Like you have people coming at you, people needing mm -hmm. stuff from you. I'm not like no solicitting bro, but <laughs> it's, getting, it's, it's getting a little more up there for sure. <laughs> Dude, just with everything, just with everything that, that I'm working on, bro, like everything requires my attention. Mm -hmm. You're in a unique position. 
it's very unique and I don't, in I don't this, know what to do. In this time and moment, this is just the season, brother. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's beautiful because like you're, you're the type of person that understands like I chose this. Like most yeah. people, they get to this position and it's overwhelming and it's hard. It's like, oh, why me? And it's like, dude, you literally chose this. Like you yeah. woke up every day for the last few years and created what you have right now. Stop complaining about it. You did this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but it's good because like every day, even though it's tough, like you're waking up and you're like, dude, I'm going to fucking do this and I'm going to yeah. make progress today. Yeah. And I think that's a beautiful, simple morning routine because you're hitting all the things that are really important, right? Mm-hmm. Spiritually, you're aligned. Physically, you're aligned. Bodily, mentally, like, like physically, you are aligned. And then mm-hmm. you start your day. And uh, I mean, for the most part, I think all the high achievers I've ever met, are they have they don't have the same morning routine but they hit the same principles you know mm-hmm. what i mean they knock out the same key things in the morning and uh, it's it's really important because at the end of the day like one of the bigger facets of it in my opinion is that starting the day in momentum and starting the day with a guaranteed win allows you to win bigger throughout the day mm-hmm. and so if you can just start the day with winning your morning you're going to be able to do way better on the doors off the doors you're going to be able to communicate better with family and friends you'll probably have better conversations with uh, people that you interact with throughout the day. And it's all in all going to be a better momentous day because you're going to start off with a guaranteed four or five wins in a row. And that's huge. That is huge. Versus if you hit the snooze, don't go to the gym, don't eat healthy, skip your reading in the morning, skip your journaling, and then just roll into the day. You literally purposefully started the day on five L's. And now you have to come back. You started the, you started the day O and five. And now it's time to play comeback versus when Rick and I start the day, we start the day five and oh, and it's about stacking the wins on top of that. Just small little wins, dude. I don't care how small a win is. I will take a win. A dub is a dub in my opinion. hundred percent, bro. hundred percent. Dude, one of the things I recently started doing and it's been actually life changing is my nighttime routine. I love that. What do you do? Dude, it's so my non-negotiable every night is I put my phone, so I'm, I'm, I'm at my desk. Um, I put my phone, this is where it charges. I go to this side of the bed. I pull over the top left corner, I get in. But before, I, actually before I do that, I put on, depending on how my day is, I either jot down some notes, I journal. Because if I'm carrying shit from the day, mm. I'm a firm believer for me, I have to write it and forget it. I like that. So whatever is weighing me down, whatever is bugging me, I write it and I forget it. Mm. Um, it's either a 30 or 45 minute timer on some sort of like sleep meditation, mm. whether it's binaural beats or a guided sleep meditation. It's on if I'm feeling really, really restless, it's 45 minutes mm-hmm. because I know that it's going to take me much longer to slow my mind down. And this is for everybody who's like us. I don't stop. My mind doesn't stop. It's hard to stop. I'm thinking to the next day. I'm thinking, dude, tomorrow I got, I'm doing this tomorrow. I get to do this tomorrow. I'm working on that. Right. But I don't sleep and I need sleep. Um, I need quality sleep. I, if I, if I can get quality sleep, I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Right. The amount of hours it changes per night, but normally anywhere from five to seven hours, I'm good. I go lift up the top right corner slide in put my put my manta eye mask on and i do my nighttime affirmations my Mm -hmm. affirmations are a reminder again i talked about earlier um what how you say things gets ingrained into your dna and if you can ingrain that at night 
when you're you have less control of your mind and where your mind goes but if you can instill positive affirmations positive reinforcement and even just like a sense of gratitude mm. your, your your nights are going to be so much better and you wake up in a better mood mm. and your subconscious which is the brain that is doing things automatically you don't have to think about them your yeah. subconscious is starting to become affiliated and accustomed to thinking these things yeah because right? the things that you think about right before you go to bed your body and your brain continues to think about while you sleep that's yep. why typically when you watch like an action movie or a tv show before you go to bed you have if you have a dream that night and you remember you probably remember something that is actiony intense something that's crazy you probably don't have yeah. the best night of sleep versus like when what rick's saying you go to bed he's got the binaural beats or meditation going he's got the affirmations he's got the mantis sleep mask like rick is setting himself up for the best possible night of sleep that he can achieve that night mm -hmm. and sleep's important man it's like nutrition in the sense that like you can get good and you can get bad and either way you're going to live <laughs> but yeah. the quality of your life is going to be totally different yeah just small little simple things man I love it. That's one thing I can get a lot better on that, I, that I've been deliberately trying to do uh, more is the nighttime routine. That's still a little bit funky for me right now. Um, but I'm going to start adopting some of the things that you, you shared here and, and, and see how that, that, you know, changes my day the next day. Because quality sleep, that's... For me, the affirmations, if there's one thing that people can take away from this is, mm -hmm. is the nighttime affirmations, is the nighttime mm -hmm. reminders. Because we are, we are our worst enemies, especially if you guys mm -hmm. suffer from anxiety like I do. All anxiety is, is, well. is conspiracy theories that, you're, that you come up with about yourself. Mm, wow, true. Yeah, anxiety is insecurity as well. It's insecurity that yeah. is wrapped up in the fear of the unknown, which you can't even control anyway. Um, exactly. And so... Well, yeah, bro. I think control is what you think about yourself. I know who I'm becoming, right? right? Um, and there's ob there's obviously like some spiritual aspects to it as well, like because you know uh, I believe in a higher power. It it gives me hope. It gives me the idea of. And this is this is a phrase that I learned back on my mission: is you you pray as if everything depended on God, but you work as if everything depended on you, right? I like that. God, the, the higher deity, the higher power, the universe, karma, whatever it may be, it picks up. You give it all that you can, and that higher power just does the extra 10% for you. Just mm, the last I 10%. love that. I you love know? that. People, people are always like, dang, how are you so, you know, how do you get lucky? How do you, you know, catch momentum? How do you get this? How do you get that? As if it's by chance, the harder you work, the luckier you get. Yep. The harder you work, the more momentum shows up. The harder you work, the more opportunity shows up. The harder you push, the more the universe, God, whatever you believe in, rewards you. Mm -hmm. It recognizes that effort yep. and it gives it to you back. And yep. whether it's now or whether it's 10 years from now, it's coming. Right. And, and I think one of the things, Rick, uh, that goes along with like morning, evening routines that I wanted to touch on that I just started doing two weeks ago that I think is very important. It's something that is a humongous aspect of my life. And I think you guys will relate is I'm the type of person who always moves the goalpost forward. And it's hard for me, even coming off of a week of big news and just great things to take a moment and celebrate. I'm always looking to what's next. What's the next big move? What's the next big thing, right? It's, it's, it's this habit. And so to combat that habit, because every day my brain is racing, like what's the next big 
You know what I mean? Like what's the next move? Basically what I've done is alongside of journaling each morning throughout the day, I'll stop in my journal and I'll just have a section for every day. That's called wins of the day. And I'm documenting every single day, the ways in which that I'm winning. And some of that might be financial, but some of it's also something as simple as getting an outdoor workout in, taking my dog to the park for 45 minutes. You know what I mean? Reading, reading 20 pages of my book instead of 10. Like some of these wins are something that are seemingly small, bro. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, what it does for me is it creates balance because I'm so critical of myself and how yep. I perform and how yep. I show up. And I'm so like, if you ask me every day, like, dude, how'd you perform today? Usually I'm like, dude, like six out of 10, I expect so much more. I need to step up my game. And other people might look at me and go, that's 10 out of 10. Like, holy shit, that was yeah. fucking crazy. But to me, I know I'm just comparing to my future self, that potential, right? So I know I'm not there yet. And it's important to have balance and be able to look at my wins of the day and go, even though you don't feel like you have achieved that level yet, even though you don't feel like you're, as close to your goals as you want to be, even though you don't feel enough, here are some reasons why you are. Yep. And you're just preparing. And it's balance, bro. It's balance. It's allowing my brain brain to go, okay, even though you don't feel like you move forward as much as you you could have or should have, quote unquote, today, here are some wins. You're still winning. Yep. Move you're, the, you're moving the ball forward. You're preparing, dude. All all luck is is preparation meeting opportunity. So you are just preparing to hit that that lucky spree you're just preparing to hit that that lucky day where everything falls into place but things cannot fall into place if you are not prepared to handle it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you got to be ready and, and then that's the thing you hear people say stay ready so you don't have to get ready right mm -hmm. that this is how we stay ready morning routines nightly rituals daily hard work consistent mm -hmm. reflection consistent looking inward instead of outward and asking ourselves tough questions and being able to try to come up with the tough answers. And the more we can do that, bro, the more we can level up, the easier quote unquote life gets, right? Yeah. Because the more you can do that, the more calloused you become. The, the problems of today would have eaten the Tyler of two years ago alive. Oh gosh. You know what I mean? That and the itself. problems of two years from today would eat me alive because I'm not the person that is ready to deal with it yet. I'm transforming and getting yeah. myself ready to become that person. Dude. That. That's powerful, bro. It's intense. It's intense. Jeez, man perspective perspective dude perspective oh gosh, bro. dude this is crazy guys it just comes down to this is this is this is hard work and this is knowing every aspect of it there's a it's lot of daily. aspects that there's a lot of aspects to hard work that people will oversee it's very mm -hmm. simple dude, okay can i say one more thing rick go for it uh, to, to that because i know we're, we're, we're looking to wrap dude it's been like an hour plus now dude like this, this, is a great this time just flew this time just flew by but like and I'm, I apologize to interrupt, but like, I don't want to, I don't want to not say this, like how many, and hopefully, you know, like this is something that we can just bow tie this up with, even though right now you are amidst of the most opportunity you've ever had, the most influence you've ever had, the most potential for money and income than you've ever had. 
when you sit down, you know, by yourself, aren't you still the same person that is critical and thinking about how you need to be more and how you could show up more? And do you know what I mean? Like, you're just sitting there like, oh my God, I need to just become so much more. And so answer that for me first, bro. Like, isn't that still in you? Even though yeah. like you still, you've, you've, if you gave yourself what you have today, five years ago, you would be like, oh my goodness. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. But the thing is, is because we are consistently going to the next level, we don't feel like we've ever really made it. And so it's important amongst all of this that we're talking about today to take times and moments of gratitude for just the little things just the little bit of progress to show yourself some appreciation for just taking a step forward. Because some days it's all about just taking one inch and just moving that forward one inch, because that day is not the day you're going to get to move 10 feet, a hundred feet, a hundred yards. It's just about moving forward. Okay. Yep. And so during this journey, during this path of just becoming better and growing, make sure that you're taking some time to pat yourself on the back. Because life is going to move so quick and business is going to move so quick that if you wait for other people to pat you on the back, it's not going to happen. You got to sit down and go, good job. Yeah. You know what I mean? And reflect on that as well. Um, and so, dude, like I, I freaking, I love talking about this stuff, man. Like we got, I got a lot of value from you, bro. Just learning, especially like how your, how your mindset operates in the morning and evenings. That, that was really enlightening for me. Um, just how you're, you're, you're prepping and, it's really cool because someone like you, like there, there are people with influence, Rick, mm -hmm. but there are some people with influence who don't do anything really positive with that influence. Mm -hmm. And then there are people like you who have influence and you're consistently trying to build people up and make them better. And for that, I want to say thank you, bro, because mm -hmm. this, not only this industry, but people in general need more people like you, people that are just looking to build other people up. And uh, dude, you're the, you're the freaking man. Thank you, bro. Dude, I, I appreciate that, man. I appreciate everything you guys do. Um, we just put in the work and now we are in a position to where we can mutually build other people. This, dude, this, this is what it was. This is what, it, what this was, what was going to happen, mm. right? This was my vision as a little kid. Mm. Time just ha hadn't caught up yet. Mm. Yeah. And we're just I'm getting started. Up. Huh? We're just getting started, bro. We're, dude. We're literally just getting started, bro. Like, and and that's the crazy thing, is the perspective of. I mean, just the gratitude. I'm grateful for where we're at, right? But if you can see the little things, right, and you put that out into the universe, if you're grateful for the little things, you're gonna get big things late later on down the road. Mm hmm. A hundred percent. We're grateful for where we are. We're never satisfied. We always want more Never satisfied because there's still, there's still more people. I mean, our influence, I mean, yeah, I'm only, I have, I have 12,000 organic followers, but there's billions of people on the planet. And your influence is going to, to reach past the DDD space. Yeah. It just so happens to be in it to begin. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And for a lot of you guys, that's the truth as well. Like your success, so many people who you don't even know, who you've never even met are relying on you today to be successful mm -hmm. because your big vision of starting a charity, donating to nonprofits, your big vision of helping the homeless, your big vision of helping the underprivileged, none of that comes true. None of these people's lives get impacted unless you show the fuck up today. 
So what are you going to do? Are you going to stay the same? Are you going to choose the easy path? Or are you going to choose the hard path and start to show up more and more? Because if you actually truly, not just what you say to other people, but truly at your core, if you want your impact to be deeper than just your life and just your family's life, and maybe some of your friends, if you want to begin to impact people on a more massive scale, it is going to require so much more. So let's get after it because that's what, that's what we're on a mission to do as well, man. And uh, whether you, know, you speak to us now, whether you speak to me now, whether you speak to me in 10 years or 20 years, you're going to get the same thing, bro. We're trying to grow. And no matter what position we're in, we're moving the goalposts forward and we're just becoming more. That's it. That's it. And with that, guys, damn, we're ready to close it off. Let's keep growing. Let's keep getting after it. It's simple, but it's hard. But we're all growing. Hell yeah, dude. Tyler, thank you so much for being on, brother. I appreciate everything you guys are doing. You guys are killing it. And I love the fact that you're just getting started. It gets me fucking hyped. Thank you, brother. I really appreciate you. I appreciate uh, just the time on the show and the ability to share this message with, with more people. Hell yeah, guys. Well, we'll see you guys on the next one. Fear ain't gonna do nothing for you until you secure your wealth. Focus on the top. I've been hot since before crack rock. You out your mind if you think I'm a star. Yeah. I didn't come this far, I only come this far Gotta keep momentum swinging, keep momentum swinging I didn't come this far, I only come this far